RadioInfluence.com. You are sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of City Ringside. My name is David Penzer, and as always, we are so happy that you are here to listen to this thing we call a podcast. And uh, really excited, a little bit nervous about my guest this week. Uh, She is AEW superstar Nyla Rose, and uh, what an amazing, courageous human being that this person is, that this woman is. that she comes out and she tells her story and she's the face of, of the transgender uh, world in the entire wrestling industry uh, as being the first transgender uh, wrestler to be featured on a national and worldwide stage. I don't only want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about it a little bit. So we'll get into that. But we'll also get into her career, her background in, uh, in theater. And, and we'll talk about what this one thing we have in common, which is called rolling a van and making the town and a lot of other cool stuff. Her, her experiences in AEW, but that will be coming up in just a moment. Uh, as this drops on Monday morning, I am on my way to a studio in Nashville, Tennessee to finish the, television tapings following the Slammiversary pay-per-view. So for those of you who are hoping that we could discuss Slammiversary, we will definitely do that next week for sure. Next week for sure. And um, uh, really looking forward to that. Also want to tell you, you got some great guests in the pipeline. We're happen to, hoping to have Luke Gallows uh, coming up here in the near future. And also have confirmed Lance Storm and Teddy Long. So uh, got some uh, cool guests coming up here along in the Singer uh, Ringside Pipeline. And if, uh, if you're a new listener, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Takes just a minute. Uh, spread the word. Tell your friends and family, and uh, and I appreciate it in advance. So and, and if and if you could leave a uh, a comment and a rating, uh, some formats let you do that. Some platforms uh, do that as well. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at David Penzer, all one word at David Penzer, all one word. So, like I said, we pre-taped this episode, and uh, I do want to tell you though that well, I hope you enjoyed Slammiversary and. Um, if half of the things that little birdies have told me are actually come true, came true, then uh, I think uh, I think that you probably enjoyed the hell out of it. Knock on wood, I really hope you did. And like I said, we'll talk about it in depth uh, next week for sure. But uh, thanks in, uh, for those who, who purchased it, and thanks for those who support Impact Wrestling. You can watch it every Tuesday on Axis TV, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, yours truly is happy to be there and look to be there for as long as they'll have me right now though ladies and gentlemen want to bring on a superstar in her own right she has an incredible story to tell and i'm so honored and proud that she's willing to tell it on this podcast please welcome aew superstar nyla rose All right, really interested, ladies and gentlemen, to talk to my guest this week. What an amazing story and what an amazing person. And you could see her wrestle every Wednesday night on my old stopping grounds, TNT. Whoever thought that at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, I'm pleased to be talking to AEW superstar Nyla Rose. Nyla, welcome to City Ringside. Pleasure to have you. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, well, on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. Well, it's strange times. Uh, Tell me about how your experience is going with uh, AEW. Uh, I mean, in a nutshell, it's, it's 
it's wonderful. It's uh, it's been a dream come true. It, as cliche as that may sound, um, you know, I, I had no, uh, for lack of a better expression, no measuring stick. You know, this is my first time being in a major promotion, sure. so I had nothing to really compare it to. Um, but it's it's uh, it's been quite the experience. Every day is a, is a learning experience. Every day presents new challenges, new opportunities to learn and grow. Um, I, I love absolutely where I am. I don't think I would trade it for anything in the world. Yeah, nothing but good things have I heard about that locker room and about Tony Khan. And and uh, I heard uh, Jake Robertson interview interview said that nobody in the entire history of the wrestling business had ever thrown him a birthday party before. And Tony and them threw him a birthday party. And I know it's a family atmosphere, which is really super cool. Um, any, yeah, I know that she really didn't do this for a long time uh, in front of a nationwide audience, worldwide audience. But you were in front of fans for a while until this whole crazy crazy uh coronavirus uh uh madness kicked in uh talk to me about the changes of what you have to do now i know you guys have some people in the audience so it's a little bit different but it's still a lot less of a of, of your normal crowd as far as both reactions uh you know organic reactions and as far as people in the audience so how did you and the rest of the the, the crew have to kind of change to to make that all work um, yeah, there there definitely are a few little uh, nuances that are missing, you know, um, and I wouldn't say that the uh, reactions we're getting now aren't organic, because even though some of the people, you know, everyone in the crowd, some of the people, everyone in the crowd are wrestlers, uh, everyone in the crowd are performers, you know, they're, they're not aware of what's going on in the ring, you know, they're, they're watching it just like everyone else. And I, I venture to say everyone there is just as much a fan of pro wrestling as we are performers of pro wrestling. So everyone is genuinely having a good time. Like those are genuine reactions you're watching. Um, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird double edge, maybe even a triple edge sword. Um, you know, in some cases it, it, it's a little fun to get to sit out there in the crowd. You know, I haven't <laughs> had the opportunity to sit down and enjoy a wrestling show myself for quite some time because, I'm either in the ring or in the backstage, you know, just having finished being in the ring. So getting able to being being able to sit out there and actually watch a live wrestling show, it's it's pretty exciting. It kind of takes you takes you back a little bit. For sure, yeah. Uh, what I meant, I guess, is that I, I think that pretty much everybody would agree that if you put Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho in a 10,000-seat building, uh, the, although it was a great match and I enjoyed the hell out of it, uh, I, I, I think the, the reaction of the crowd would have been, of 10,000 people going nuts, would have been different. So we're all just adjusting, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There's, there's no argument from me on that. <laughs> like It's just like you said, it's it's there there are a few moments that it's like i really wish you know the crowd could be here for but you know it, it, hey wrestling is ever evolving ever changing and it, for as many moments as we have now there'll be thousands if not millions more down the road that is completely true. So you broke in, uh, uh, as far as the entertainment business, to the best of my knowledge, is doing live theater. Is that correct? That is correct. That is 100% correct. Uh, how did that happen? Was it like a drama club in high school? Yeah, actually. Um, I, I really don't know how that happened. I just I found my way into, uh, into a play at some point, and I just really enjoyed it. 
um, and and kept trying out for different plays, different produ- productions. And I guess you could say I was bitten by the acting bug. So that's that's kind of where I started uh, in in the overall entertainment business. Um, but always in the back of my mind had that passion for wrestling, had that love for wrestling. Uh, it wasn't till much later, you know, in 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 much later in high school, in college. That I learned you could actually go to school and become a pro, pro, uh, professional wrestler. So that's what I did. And, I, you know, I, I never knew where this crazy world of entertainment was going to take me. But I always had passion for both. And it was just really a matter of, you know, uh, building my brand and, and getting out there and seeing which took off first. And there's no reason why one hand can't feed the other. So I, I always had that as a, in mind to be a bit of a crossover, but uh, the, the fact that I was actually able to break through in the world of pro wrestling, um, I never saw that coming. I, I didn't, as much as I was going to try for it, I didn't think it was going to actually happen. And here we are, right? It's a crazy story for sure. And, and, and a great, uh, look, if the whole thing, uh, you know, if this was the end of the story and I'm sure it's not, this is really just the beginning, but if this was the end, it would still be an amazing a movie, you know, the, you know, uh, but, but the fact that it's just the beginning is really cool. So I wanted to ask you, and this has nothing to do with anything other than I'm just curious. Uh, everybody that listens to this podcast on a, a ongoing basis knows that I'm a huge fan of the Broadway show hair. I've seen it on Broadway. I've seen it on off Broadway. I've seen it in uh, musical theater. I've seen it in college theater. I've seen it. I've paid a hundred dollars. I paid five bucks. I'm just curious. You ever been in that show? I, you know what? It's okay. I've never been in the show of hair, but I did perform a number from hair for a, uh, like, I guess you could say like a fundraiser. Um, we, we put together a bunch of different numbers from a bunch of different musicals from uh, Hair to Jesus Christ Superstar to uh, In the Heights. We, we did it all. Um, so I have performed a number from Hair, but never been in the actual production. Yeah, I still know every word to every song in that stupid. No, I love it. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a great, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Any, any, uh, any desire? I know you're loving what you're doing now, but any desire once it gets up back and going to maybe have a chance to play Broadway? I'm not going to lie. Uh, definitely. And, and it's kind of, uh, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss for an expression here, but, uh, a while ago we had did a table read of something and we were presented the chance to do like an off Broadway thing. Um, you know, the world of entertainment always changing and one thing led to another and that never happened. It never, it never came to fruition. So it, I kind of feel like that's something that, that I need to check off that list is maybe do the, you know, either off Broadway or Broadway, just, just knock one of those down just to say I did it. There you go. I look forward to it. I look forward to just Broadway coming back, quite frankly. But um, so you, you mentioned finding a wrestling school. Um, I know a little bit about your background. You said your grandma got you in the pro wrestling business, correct? Into the big well, watching a fan as a fan. Yeah, got me into pro wrestling just in general. Um, yeah, I, I grew up a fan. I'm still very much a fan. Uh, it, it's nice to be able to, like I said, sit out there and enjoy a show. You just kick your feet up and relax and just take it in. Well, who were your favorites growing up, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, not at all. Um, I loved a, a little bit of everybody. Uh, uh, even some of the, I wouldn't say 
obscure wrestlers, but some of the people who are, I guess, weren't mainstream favorites, like Adam Bomb. I loved Adam Bomb. I don't know what it was about this guy, but he's just a massive dude. He had a great pun for a name, and I just, I loved that. Um, but definitely, you got your Bret Hart, your Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels' <laughs> Undertaker, um, Alundra Blaze, uh, Bull Nakano. Uh, goodness, the list really could go on for days. So you went to a wrestling school close, I'm assuming close to where you grew up. You grew up in the D.C. area, correct? I did. Um, the wrestling school I went to was Kaida Pro, K-Y-D-A. Uh, they, they've had a few iterations uh, in, in and around the, the D.C., Virginia area. Uh, when I attended, they were based in Manassas. So it was, a, it was about an hour's drive uh, to the school. And uh, and we'll get into uh, to your to your story uh, in a minute. But I, I did hear that when you started training, you were I don't know the, the correct. I'm sorry if I don't have the right uh, the right adjectives and verbs, but you were training as a as a male wrestler, correct? Yeah, that is correct. OK, um, so, you know, I'm going to show my age here Uh <laughs> Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, uh, Bruce Jenner. Uh, I, I remember I, when I was a kid, I was a huge and I still am a huge fan. God, I wish that I had a chance to ever see them in concert. I had tickets one time and they canceled because they were one of them was sick. I was a huge Sonny and Cher fan. The TV show, the music, the comedy, all that stuff. I don't even know if you know who Sonny and Cher are. I'm sure you know. know. I'm sure you know who Cher is. You're probably going Sonny. Sonny who? <laughs> Sonny, the barbecue guy. Anyway, so. um. And they would bring their daughter up, Chastity, at the end of the show. And she was adorable, you know, and, and, and they would make jokes about her. And, and, and I remember, you know, 15 years later, 17 years later, 20 years later, you know, this big story came out about her story of wanting, of, of living her life as a, as a, as a female, but trapped in a, in, in a, in a male. And I'm sorry, as a male, no, she was different. I'm sorry. As a female, trapped in a man's body and that was the first i had ever heard of anything like this uh it's a totally different world back then and i'm so excited that that you know my kids have graduated from high school i got one that's graduating from college soon and the inclusive inclusivity in their uh, in the current uh times is so much better than and than it was you know it wasn't even that we were there were it wasn't inclusive inclusivity when i was growing up we just didn't know it, nobody talked about it. So right. I'm just curious about your story. Uh, so, you know, you obviously were felt felt your whole life. I would assume that you were in the wrong body. Would that be a correct assumption? That is the correct assumption. And as somebody who's battled anxiety for the greater part of 35 years, and I'm not afraid to talk about it, I can't even imagine what kind of uh, anxiety that makes you go through without getting too uh, personal, you know, tell me some of the struggles that you had before you finally came to terms with all it. Um, it's, it's a little tricky to kind of put those things into words, but uh, before we jump into that, uh, you said something really, really kind of important just now, the fact that you're not, <clears throat> excuse me, but you're not afraid to talk about it. And, and that's what's important. And that, that's a big part of why I'm so open about things. And that is a big, what I believe to be a big proponent of a lot of the change in everything that we're seeing and the inclusive inclusivity. That is a tricky word. To it say. is. It is. I'm glad you had a hard time with it too. 
that is that is a tricky word. I was like, don't stumble, don't stumble. Need to have a um, need to have a drinking game with that with that word. <laughs> but but hey, the fact that uh, having people who are open and unashamed to just speak the truth and put it out there, um, I believe, and this is my belief, that it sheds a light on it. And it, it makes it not such a taboo thing. It makes it not such a uh, uh, dirty little secret. And, and that, in turn, it has like a trickle-down effect. It leads to other people, you know, speaking up, whether it be like, oh, you know, I have a relative or a friend or, you know, I've had feelings that way. Or, you know, maybe I don't have feelings that way, but now I understand it a little bit better. And, you know, maybe I made some off-color jokes and now I see that those weren't right. So it's very important to speak up on on these sorts of things, I believe. Yeah, and the reason I want to talk about it is, is, is I know that you've been put in a position as the first uh, transgender wrestler uh, signed to a major company. You've, there's a huge spotlight on you, on you, and you didn't really ask for it, I guess, but uh, but it's there. You, from everything I hear and see, you've handled it uh, better than anybody could have probably imagined that they could handle it. You're a class act for sure. But but uh, but I think it's imp- I think it's important. I, I respect the hell out of you because I think it's important to to talk about these things because that's the only way people understand you know i talk about my anxiety i've had some wrestlers on the show that have anxiety issues and you know some people go oh that's what that is and then some people go oh yeah i felt that too so you know with with any anything because as you know the mind is a powerful tool especially when it wants to mess with you and uh i'm sure you know that so uh so yeah, so I just I, I just think it's important to talk about, and I appreciate the fact that you're give, shining a light on it because um, uh, yeah, the way I, I look at life is, man, you only live once. Whatever whatever makes you happy, do it. Uh, I, I could care less. So I just I just wish more people thought that, and I think more people do think that as this discussion is going on. Oh, for sure, for sure, we're we're getting there. Progress it's slow, but progress is being made. Um, you know, if you if you take a step back, it, it's hard to see hard to see that kind of progress when you analyze everything under such a microscope because you're so close to it. But if you take a step back and look at the bigger picture, you, you can see that progress is being made across the board. So when you finally decided to, to change into a, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know the correct terminology, so I apologize. When you, yeah, please do, please do. Uh, to, to make the change that, that, that suited your, what, what you had been feeling your whole life. Um, you were actually in the wrestling business at that time. Am I correct? Yes. Um, so to kind of like double back a little bit, uh, during this time, yes, I, I say I was male presenting because even, even, and that is a very important key word. I just wrote it down. It, it was, <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't a matter of like i woke up one day and was like ah, oh, i'm gonna be a chick now oh sure right, sure like that's not how it works you know um the these were always feelings and these are always uh the way i felt i kind of had to put on an act as it were in an act as a male uh because it's what everyone expected of me um but it's it's not at all who i was and i felt awful uh, and then, like you said, some of the anxieties, I felt awful about some of these things because I was essentially lying to a lot of people that I cared about. Um, and, and it translated in a way that like I was constantly unhappy or, you know, I just seemed like the biggest asshole out there because, you know, 
for whatever reason, but really I was just, I was sad, you know, for a lot of things. I was sad that I was lying to people. I felt like I was hurting them. You know, I was sad for myself. I was putting on this, this facade and, and not being true to myself. And then, you know, you see other people and you see them doing it and going through it. And you're like, why, you know, what's, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have the courage to do it? Why, why am I not uh, stepping up when they're living so freely? And that's, you know, like you said, the mind is really horrible to, to yourself sometimes. Um, Cause that is not a good way to think, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons why a certain time may not be a good time to come out. Um, and, and you have to do it when it's right for you. So these are all things that I've learned throughout this journey. Um, but yeah, that's that. I know where I was going with that. It's kind of like rambled on. And that's why I think it's so important to, to talk about these things with you because you're willing to talk about it. And because I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that are feeling the same pain, younger people or even people that are older that are feeling the same pain and, and maybe don't know what they're they're thinking or are scared of what it means. So I, 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 I don't even know you, but I just want to say I'm so proud of what you're doing. I think it's such an amazing thing. And it's probably not what you signed up for, but uh, but it's a, it's an awesome thing. Do you, do you feel the pressure at all of, of being the first trans uh, p- professional wrestler signed to a major company or are you embracing it? There, there, I mean, it's a little bit of both. There's a little bit of pressure because uh, the whole thing about being trans is, you know, it's, it's not one single journey. There are a lot of shared experiences, but, you know, my journey is just that, my journey. Sure. And what may, be, what may be true for myself may not necessarily be true for the next person. Um, you know, and like I said, while there may be some overlapping factors and, and some, a lot of similarities, it, it's a very, it's in, a, in a lot of ways, it's a very personal experience. So I just never want to kind of paint the picture of like, this is what it's like for all trans people in the world, because that's quite frankly, just not true. Um, you know, this is, like I said, my journey, my story. And, and while a lot of things may be similar, or you may have heard a lot of the same things, there are some very uh, fine details that, that have strong uh, differences. I'm among sure. person to person. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. Um, I, I have one more question. Then I want to move on and talk about uh, uh, being in Japan and, 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 and being where you are now. Um, there's a lot of conversation right now about um, what age is it would be appropriate for uh, somebody who's feeling that way to to start making quote unquote changes for lack of a better word. Um, I, I know I've listened to you to heard you tell your story and I know that you had to go through a pretty lengthy process with a therapist and, and all that to be able to make the next move. Um, what, what, what age do you think is appropriate if you even think so for somebody who's feeling similar to how you felt and others feel to, to move on to the next step? And I don't know if I'm saying the right words, but I'm trying. <laughs> No, and, and, and I appreciate the fact that you are trying to be delicate and, and, and compassionate in your words. I do appreciate that. Um, so don't, don't sweat it. Don't worry about it. Um, I'm actually sweating, actually. Now, you talk- <laughs> it's, it, it, that, now that's a tough one. Um, I, I definitely would say, and this is, again, my own sure. uh, personal you know, my own personal beliefs. I can't, I can't. You're not a spokesperson for the, you know, right. any organization. Not, you know, I'm not a medical professional. Uh, so whatever, but I believe 
and I, and I think this is where a lot of uh, the mis- misconception and people kind of uh, like they 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 put their own emotions into it and and they get real defensive. They put that wall up um, because they don't want to quote unquote lose their baby. They don't want to lose their child, and and they think you know they're they're starting to lump in everything what they think and everything that they kind of assume to be true for being transgender into one snowball. And they think, you know, Oh, my four-year-old says they're trans. We need to start giving them shots and do all this and get surgeries. You don't, you, you don't have to do that at all. If, if your child at four-year-old says that they think they might be trans, support them, listen to them. That That's it. That's literally all you have to do. Sure. Absolutely. Like that, that literally could save a life. That's, that is very key. Um, no one says you have to run out and get surgeries or see doctors or do all this other stuff, but listen to your child. Um, you know, I, I, I recall saying some of these similar things to my mother and my memory of that is that I was like four or five. My mother was like, no, you were like two, you were like two or three when you said these things to me. And I'm like, Oh wow. I was even younger than I, than I remember. So, you know, best case scenario, you embraced your child and got them started on the track that they want to be on early in life. Worst case scenario, it turns out that they were just being a child and exploring themselves and they'll grow out of it, you know? So yeah. that that's, that's probably my biggest thing there is when they show signs, when they make these uh, claims, listen to them. That's really all you have to do. Just listen to your child. That's great advice. Um, I'm assuming that, uh, and I know for a fact that social media is not, sometimes Twitter is not everybody's uh, best friend. Um, have you have you found that there's a lot of, of, of any uh, negativity or hatred? And if so, has that started to go away as you continue to tell your story? I hope so. I hope the answer is yes. Boy, is there. <laughs> <laughs> when you say oh, is there, boy, it's, it's that there's negativity or that it's going away? Oh, no, that there's that there's negativity. I feel like you could probably uh, punish somebody by having them be me online for a day. That could that, that could take the place of jail time, probably. Oh, my God. Um, pe- people people like to hide behind a uh, keyboard. They like to hide behind the um, an- anonymity. Am I even saying that right? Yeah. <laughs> they like to hide behind being anonymous online uh and there's no consequences so you know that's that's kind of the the double-edged sword of of social media and online is on one hand it gives everyone a voice everyone can can say their opinions and put it out there on the other hand everyone has a voice and everyone can say what they want and put it out there um and while that may sound great on paper you got to remember you know the the person down on the corner there who wants to you know go and do a bunch of bad stuff to a community. Well, they can get online and say that stuff. So you kind of have to take things with a grain of salt online. Um, I will say, I will say there has been far more positivity, far much more positivity than negativity. Good. But good gracious. Do I, I get some hateful individuals uh, passing through my newsfeed and in my inbox and, every every walk of life and, and it, it's got to be tiring it's got to be tiresome to be that hateful i don't i don't get it 
I, I don't yeah, get it. It's donut. very disappointing to hear. Uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of, of free speech, but, uh, you know, at some point, you know, hate, you know, at some point you should have to say your name and put your face out there and, and, and let people know who you are. If you want to say disgusting, hateful things, that that's so disappointing to hear. And I, I'm not, unfortunately I'm not shocked, but it's still disappointing. Uh, somebody who's, who's, who's potentially a, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, somebody that people could look up to, uh, and 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 you're getting that hate, but I I I'm assuming that you don't uh, you don't focus in on it, so that I'm not going to focus in on it. So, talk, let's talk about a a story I heard. I think me and you were in a very small category. People in the wrestling business, we were both in uh, vehicles that flipped over several times, and not only did we <laughs> live to tell about it, but we made the town and made the show. Well, thank goodness that is a small number. I hope it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, I was nobody. Dry- Experience. Yeah, I was driving enhancement guys uh, to up to WCW, and we ended up rolling and flipping in the middle of the turnpike uh, in Florida, and um, and landed on the side, and we had to punch our way out of the uh, the, the window. And thank God there's this guy that goes by the name Death Row, who's like six foot nine, one of the guys I was bringing because he was <laughs> able to reach in and get my small little, uh, you know what, out of the out of the thing, and. <laughs> Uh, the police drove us down and said nobody was really hurt. Everybody's just shaking. And they said, what do you want to do? And we all just said, "Get to, go to another rent-a-car and make the town. So we made it up to Marietta, Georgia. And I tell the story because I think it might have sort of, you know, when I was trying to get in, get my foot in the door in this business, I think it might have uh, impressed some people. Uh, your story isn't much different, although you were injured, correct? Yeah, it is, it is a minor injury. You know, at the time, it, it didn't seem so minor. It was, uh, you know, I was scared it was going to be worse than it ended up being, but, uh, it turned out to be a minor injury. Um, I, I think it was like a, a severe sprain of the ankle or whatever. I just had to stay off of it for like almost a month. Um, but yeah, our, our, uh, RV, it, it blew a tire. We were going, uh, really, you know, whatever the speed limit was, I, I don't know what it was, but we were going the speed limit. It's not like we were, you know, in excess of speed, but it, it blew the tire blue. We lost control of the vehicle and, uh, hit the guardrail, and that's what sent us into a spiral. And we we spun around, and that caused the RV to kick over. You know, being uh, weird with weird weight distribution or whatever, it flipped over and just started barrel rolling. And we, I I don't know how many times we rolled over, but I I do remember like this moment, like the hallway scene in um, Inception, like everything was like flipping and pillows are flying it was it was insane and it, it just it happened so quick but even in those moments it seemed like time slowed down it was extremely oh, yes. terrifying slow, nobody ever has to experience slow that. motion i almost felt like it was almost like a roller coaster thing that it happened so quick that the force kind of kept us from from us from you know flipping flopping all over the place thank god but uh but crazy yeah. but when i heard you tell that story i was like oh we got something in common amazing um <laughs> Talk to me about teaming with Jordan Grace. I've gotten to see Jordan Grace up close and personal, and she's tough, and I know that you're tough. Uh, that must have been one heck of a tag team. Did you have, have? I'm assuming you guys have wrestled each other? Yeah, we've uh, we've wrestled each other uh, a handful of times. I want to say maybe maybe two or three times. Um, all in Pennsylvania, come to think of. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we've wrestled each other a few times, and for whatever reason, we, we instantly clicked. Uh, we just, we instantly clicked. 
uh, and and we kept in contact, and you know we would we would shoot each other the occasional meme here and there. <laughs> and a opportunity came uh, uh, to go to Japan. They were you know they asked me say who who do you want to tag with, and I threw out a couple of names, but Jordan Grace was definitely on the top of that list, and they they liked her, they liked her look. Uh, they liked her look in compliment with my look, and they they said, "Yeah, bring her over." So uh, we we got her on a plane. We we both flew out to Japan, and we did a, a little tag thing out there. That's cool. I'd love to. Uh, is there so any video out on YouTube about that? I'd love to take a look at that. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, that was for the uh, uh, Tofu Pro Wrestling. Uh, what is it called? WIP Climax, I believe. I might have a video up on my YouTube that I'm very terrible about keeping updated. <laughs> but if you go look for uh, the Nyla Rose YouTube channel, I'm pretty sure there's a video on there. Otherwise, you can look around for the uh, WIP Climax is uh, the name of the show. I will do that for sure. I just wrote it down. Um, so you're you're uh, wrestling on the indie scene. You're wrestling in Japan. You're starting to gain some momentum. Uh, and from what I heard, you got a text from Kenny Omega who had uh, seen you in Japan. Uh, talk to me about that, about going from somebody who's just trying to make a living to having the opportunity of a lifetime. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's, you, you hear about these moments all the time, you know, and uh, uh, I might be dating myself here, but the old uh, uh, Batman series with uh, uh, Adam West and uh, Burt Ward, you know, he, he was, what, eating eating a, a chicken and, like, some cans of beans. There's, like, something, some crazy story about, like, how down on his luck he was when he got the call about the show. And that's, that's kind of where I was. I had um, I had just lost my job. I, I was uh, kind of strong-armed out of the position. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know what's next. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I'm really going to have to bust my butt here on the indies and, and, and push. And I, I just, I did not know what I was going to do. And, um, you know, God bless, uh, Kenny messaged me and says, Hey, you know, this is what we're putting together. And we just kind of want to know where your head's at. Is that something you might be interested in? I'd love to talk to you more. And I did, I talked to him. It sounded great. Now it sounded better than great. It sounded like a dream come true. So I, I obviously I signed on board. <laughs> After you got done celebrating the hire, when did how long did it take to hit you that all of a sudden that spotlight was going to that you're going to have the spotlight on you that you didn't have before? Was that sort of all come at once or it, was that something you thought about later? It doesn't go away. It does not go away. I'm still like even on the phone with you right now. There's there's always something new. There's always like one next crazy thing that pops up that I'm like, "Wow, they People care about what I have to say. Okay. Um, I, I just, I still can't believe, like I said, being an entertainer is all I've ever wanted to do. It's cliche, but it's very, very, it very much is the truth. Like, this is a dream come true. This is all I've ever wanted to do. So getting the, the blessing, getting the opportunity to be in this position and have this platform and do perform and do what I love every single week I, I couldn't ask for anything else. 
Well, I want to tell you, I thank you so much for your time. I, I, I thank you so much for telling your story. I, I, I really hope that we get to a place where you never have to hear a bad thing on Twitter. But unfortunately, I don't know that, that that's ever going to happen. And that kind of sucks. But the, the more the more that you tell your story and you tell it with pride and you tell it uh, and you tell it honestly, I think that that helps uh, everybody sort of understand. And hopefully we could get to a place where nobody gives a shit anymore, if I could say that. But um, it was an honor to talk to you. Um, I'm so excited that you're you're uh, that that you're stepping out and doing this, and uh, look forward to meeting you one day. I don't even know if we could do this anymore, but I'd love to give you a big hug. <laughs> yeah, we we totally can. If we ever get the chance, we're in the same place. I'll put you down for one big hug. There okay. you go. God, God bless you. Uh, every Wednesday on TNT, the eight o'clock Eastern time, ladies and gentlemen, you can see so many of the great stars of AEW and including my guest this week. Thank you so much, Nyla Rose. Really appreciate it. You want to tell everybody where they could follow you or maybe not? No, don't follow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Definitely follow me. Please follow me. Get those followers up. Go on Twitter and Instagram. It's Nyla Rose Beast. See, I made it easy for y'all. There you go. Hey, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Best of luck, and I look forward to meeting you down the road. Thank you. Yes, I want to really thank Nyla Rose for her honesty and her candidness and uh, generosity of her time. Um, I, I, I said this at the beginning. I said this during the interview. I, I think that um, I think that we've come to a place in this world, in this society, where we just have to realize that you only live once. I think you only live once. If anybody has any proof that you differently, please uh, hit me up on Twitter, but you only live once and uh, you have to live your best life. And uh, there's no definition of your best life. Your best life is whatever makes you happy. And I'm, like I said, really proud of her. I've never met her, but I'm really proud of her that she is uh, shining such a positive light and telling her story like she did on this podcast. And probably the most nervous I've done, I've been for uh, taping this podcast since we started and uh, that is saying something. So, um, again, be sure to follow her on Twitter. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. Try to be kind. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure that most people who listen to this podcast are, but uh, I know I understand everybody has bad days, and 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 uh, Twitter is an easy outlet to you know, you know, take some some of the anger off. But uh, try to be kind. Uh, so that's all, that's all I will say on that. Just try to be kind. So like I said, uh, a lot of great um, guests coming up. Hoping to have Luke Gallows on to talk about Talk and shop mania which I can't wait for you to see. It is going to be unbelievable, and uh, we're hoping to talk about that. And uh, Lance Storm following that, and we got Teddy Long in the queue, and we're going to continue to reach out and get some great guests. And um, if you have any thoughts of who you'd love to hear on City Ringside, please hit me up on Twitter, at David Penzer, all one word. Again, thank you to Nyla Rose. Really, really appreciate the time and the honesty, and be sure to watch her and all the great stars of AEW on my old stopping ground, TNT. Who the ever thunk it? Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, Chris Jericho is uh, is always entertaining, and they have a fantastic roster as well. So uh, be sure to check them out, and I thank AEW for making this interview possible and hopefully we'll be able to get on an AEW talent uh, about once a month or every six weeks. That is my goal. So um, 
With all that said, I will see you next week. We'll talk about Slammiversary, and we'll have another great guest. Uh, we'll talk about Talking Shop and Mania. Until then, I'm David Penzer, still sitting ringside. Follow David Penzer on Twitter at David Penzer. Also, make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Penzer Ringside. You've been sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.